It's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio. This is the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you, Phil? Hello, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> You're here. <I'm laughs> good. Very excited. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> with a high ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And uh, for our listeners, please send your comments and questions to at Song Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Feedback at songtalk.ca for the email, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit us at songtalk.ca to find out how you can be a guest. Uh, tonight, it's uh, just in the family uh, once again. But before we get to the uh, meat, of the, meat of the show tonight, um, another uh, excellent uh, video that I saw on, on YouTube. Um, I follow a YouTuber named uh, David Bennett. He's a UK-based... Um, uh, he is a, he's a composer more than a songwriter, I think, and talks a lot about uh, music theory and stuff like that. And he did a, did a really cool video. It's a little bit on the long side, but it's really, really deep. The pun is intended because <laughs> get the idea in a second. He's talking about the music theory iceberg. And you know, you know, anything about, about the way people see icebergs as the visible part on, yes. you know, above the water. And then there's a whole lot of stuff underneath that we don't know about and we don't really um, see. And so he starts off at the, at the top of the iceberg is like the major scale and, and, you know, a 12, 12 tone equal temperament and stuff like that. And by the time he gets to the bottom, he's talking about these theory concepts that you have never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> and some really interesting, the one, the one thing that was, I mean, and, 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 and it's an interesting test for for you know anybody to, to watch his video and he, he explains things really really clearly and and with examples and stuff and, and it's really really instructive and useful um but um it's interesting to see how many how many levels deep it goes before you completely lose track of what he's talking about <laughs> right because i'm not down at like the like you know second from the bottom I'm like yeah i know i knew about that i knew about that too and and there was there was one item on the on the on the very very bottom that i knew about but the one thing i learned about was this idea called negative harmony. Negative harmony? I have not. What is negative harmony? Negative harmony is, he talked about in terms of a cadence. So if you're, if you're at the end of your chord progression, say goes from an F major to a C major, right? It's a pretty standard cadence. There's an equivalent sort of mirror image chord for the F chord that provides the same degree of resolution going back to your root chord. Okay, can you say that again? So if you're so we, so the the F chord to the C chord is is a pretty strong cadence. It's a pretty strong resolution, right? Mm. There's a substitute chord for the F chord that is considered to be the mirror image of the F chord that puts that puts that harmonic resolution in sort of the same space. It feels the same. It sounds kind. It doesn't sound the same, obviously, because it's a different chord. But there is a system. He explains by which you know you look at the leading tones and you know you just change the direction on a couple of them and you end up with say i think the equivalent to the f was the uh the g minor so if you go g minor to c it provides the same kind of cadence the same kind of resolution so it's an interesting way to substitute a chord and not uh change the the feel of, oh, of, wow. your, of your progression so it's a really interesting kind of thing to be able to to you know to put a substitute chord in there and and see how it feels and and um you know it should should it should give you basically the same the same resolution as as what you had before does he have examples 
He, he does that. Well, he, he he explains the whole the whole system by which you map out all the notes and 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 whatever chord you've got, you just sort of follow the diagram and it gives you your alternate chord. And oh, cool! What's his name? Uh, David Bennett. We'll we'll um, we'll definitely put a link um, in the show notes to this video because I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. But that's the one that I, that I pulled out and I go, I'm going to be using this. <laughs> that's amazing. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's really really neat. And again, there's you know, he goes into different tuning systems and different um, uh, scales and, and intonations and things and all sorts of stuff. But it's it's really quite um, really quite quite interesting. But then you get. That's and that's it's a great format because you can just you know do little pieces of it, yeah, and go back over it. You know, you don't have to do it all at once and then get lost and go, I don't understand any of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I said, like he's he's really good about explaining it and and using the visual medium to sort of you know map it out visually and stuff like that. And um, and yeah, it, it is it is a little bit long. I, I did take a couple of days to get through the whole thing and watch half of it the other day and watch the rest of it today. So very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, the music theory iceberg explained. Um, <laughs> very, very cool. So, all right. So, um, tonight, we're getting back into the second batch of our listeners' songs for our 2022 edition of the Songwriting Challenge, um, which is to write a song based on the title, Why Do You Cry? In, the, um, in our past episodes, uh, the three uh, hosts, um, Michael, uh, Phil, and myself, we each shared our answers to the challenge. And, um, and in, in the next few weeks sometime, we're going to repeat that process with our updated versions um, yes. of those songs because we, we were all pretty uh, keen on, we got to a certain point by the time we shared our answers, but there was still um, some tweaking to be doing, some some work to be done on those songs, and there's, there's mm -hmm. always room for improvement, right? So, so we're going to revisit um, uh, our our songwriting challenge answers, and uh, and and of course, uh, listeners, you know, uh, after we we showcase your songs on the on 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 the show, we'd love to hear if you feel keen to update your song. Um, to revisit it, um, send it our way, and we'll certainly uh, um, collect them, compile them, and, and do another episode where we talk about the updated versions. Because that would be great. You know, because I mean, what we've been talking about on this show for years, you know, is is editing is a big thing, and and the version of the song you hear on the radio and Spotify was is the final version of of who knows how many versions <laughs> that, <laughs> that a songwriter true, yeah. went through before they arrived at that final final version we and we talked to our guests about that you know ad nauseum and, interestingly um, enough um uh, the you know there's a famous song by uh, boston called mm -hmm. more than a feeling right. and apparently they went through numerous numerous you know mixes of that to get what he was looking for it was mm -hmm. um it was not as like, it seems so natural and what it is but it was not yeah. It actually hides a lot of work and a lot of tweaking um, before they get to the final version. So yeah. don't feel bad if you have to do that as well. No, no. I mean, it should, if, if anything, it's, it's I, I don't know, I, I kind of see it as necessary a lot of the time. It's it's kind of, it's, it's not even necessary, not necessary, it's natural. It's just, of course, it's not going to be perfect right off the bat. It's never going to be perfect no. anyway. But, you know, if something, basically, if something is still bugging you about it or something you feel you know, could be communicated better or land better Then, yeah, definitely revisit it and, uh, and, and let us know what you, uh, what you end up with. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Please do. 
as the final thing. So um, to, 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 today's going to be our, our second batch, and uh, we are going to do a third episode. Uh, so thank you to the stragglers who uh, sent us, who continue to send us <laughs> their answers <laughs> to the challenge, even even as the as the deadline loomed and passed. <laughs> and, uh, we've and all so, been there. Yeah, we've all been there, <laughs> which is perfectly fine. And we're happy to receive them, and we're happy to uh, to showcase them on the show. So um, so this will be batch number two. There'll be batch number three in a couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, and, and then of course, like we were just saying, um, we can do another episode for any updated versions we get yeah. from our listeners. We really appreciate you guys sending us your stuff. Yeah. And maybe actually even after, after we're done this, uh, people could send in their songs they're working on that aren't, uh, songs yeah. in progress. That would be awesome yeah. as well. Even, even if it's not, uh, the challenge, uh, yeah. you know, all right. Okay, so shall we start with uh, Lynn Moe? Let us start with Lynn. All right. Uh, Lynn Moe wrote us and she said, hello, uh, Neil, Phil and Michael. First, thank you very much for putting in the work on the pod. I discovered it about a year ago and have caught up on all past episodes and now never miss a new one. Aw. Uh, <laughs> the operating process ideas from both yourselves and your guests have been very relevant and actionable for me on my journey to self-produce some of my some of my songs. Please find attached my entry for this year's challenge. My process on this song, I basically took the prompt and thought about a story to tell. Next, I worked on chords, structure, and melodies that I felt fit the mood of the story. As I go through the process, I begin writing down lyrical ideas on an 11 by 14 sketch pad. Wow, that's big. <laughs> the, first sheet, the first sheet got a little messy, but by the time I got to the second sheet, the idea for the song was pretty much formed. This isn't the only process I use for writing songs, but this one works well for me when I'm writing from a word or phrase idea. Cool. From there, I recorded a very rough draft of the guitar into GarageBand. I use a really cool website, uh, tunebat.com slash analyzer to figure out the BPM, the beats per minute. Uh, next, I search for a drum beat in that BPM on YouTube that works with a guitar rhythm. Usually, I'm able to find a drum part that fits whatever song I am working on. I record the drum beat to my computer put it into GarageBand and then play along to the drum part for a while to tweak the guitar parts. Then re-record the guitar uh, to the beat. Lastly, I add lyrics tweaking along the way. I'm not sure if the song is, song is done yet. Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> or, or that it will be one that I self-produce. I'm kind of thinking the production process I go through might be an interesting topic for you to touch on in the, in the podcast. Under separate cover, I'd like to send you a couple of my finished songs and describe my process if you are interested. Yes, Lynn, we are very much interested. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you very much and hope you feel my version of Why Do You Cry is worthy of mention on your pod. Best Lynn Mo. Thank you, Lynn, for the for the detailed process. That's amazing. That was so good. You know, it's I love those kind of specific um, steps because, especially if you're just starting off, people say, "Oh, well, you know, I worked on the song," and they're going, "Oh, what yeah. does that mean?" Does you know, that mean? does that yeah, mean yeah. You, like you play it once and it comes out? But yeah. the fact that she sort of said, "Okay, I have eleven seventeen sheet, and I'm running out all these ideas." Yeah. The first sheet is a mess, but the second sheet has a bit more focus. And I love that detail because yeah. it, it helps people understand what the process is. And that's what this show is all about. Yeah, it's yeah. not really about the inspiration. We don't really care why you write a song. That's, you know, some people care about that, but we're about how do you actually write it? What is your process? How do you get to A yeah. and B, you yeah. know? And it's certainly, it's certainly, you know, like your starting point is your starting point. But yeah, like to, to go to, to start off messy. 
Like that's a great thing, right? And yes. people, and, and people, I, I do this too. I, 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 I kind of forget about the messy part because you, you, you tend to go through it very quickly. You brainstorm, you kind of generate some things. And, and I haven't really started working on the song until that second sheet. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, it's just kind of blah, blah until then, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of a mess of stuff. And then, and then I'm actually, then I start working on the song. So you kind of forget about that, that early process, but it is part of the process. You know, as you're churning ideas, as you're just spitting out stuff, as you're getting the ball rolling, it's still part of, of the of the big process. That's true. She made an interesting point about GarageBand. And um, I have a question for our listeners out there. A friend of mine is looking uh, for something like GarageBand. Uh, it's easy to use, but on a PC. GarageBand is only for um, uh, Apple, uh, Macintoshes, and iOS. Um, yeah. So if you know of a PC equivalent, uh, please let us know at feedback at songtalk.ca. Yeah. But uh, one of the uh, she also used YouTube to find drum beats, which I thought was really neat. Yeah, which was great. I never thought about that. But um, GarageBand comes with a whole bunch of loops and drums built in, so I'd be interested... Mm-hmm. To know why she doesn't go that route. That's always how I use GarageBand. But it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe it's not as flexible in some ways. That's really cool, though, using YouTube yeah, to find drum beats. Maybe it's a little bit limited somehow. So, But, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, um, you know, for, for for free DAW on Windows, I use Cakewalk by BandLab, which used to be Cakewalk Sonar and cost like $500. But now it's perfectly free. It is... It's maybe not as simple as GarageBand, but mm. it's it, it, to me it's as simple as you make it. Like you can go deep on it, but you can very quickly, you know, fire up a couple of tracks, record to them, and and you're done. Right? It's not. Right. You, know, you don't don't have to. You don't have to get into time stretching and doing all sorts of weird <laughs> things <laughs> um, if you don't want to. So uh, certainly, you know. But uh, the I've I've seen a, I've seen a couple of videos on like on like you know, that go over like the free DAWs, um, that are ideal. And some of them, like there's one traction waveform or something like that. That's, that's supposed to be very, very simple, easy to use, you know, maybe not as user-friendly as GarageBand, but, um, there, there, the one thing about windows is that there are many, many options. <laughs> that is true. Many options indeed. <laughs> Cause in Mac, you've got basically GarageBand and then Logic. I think beyond that, there's not a lot. <laughs> well, there's Cubase. The Cubase uh, is dig- windows. Uh, yeah. digital, um, Oh, digital performer. digital performer, um, yeah, Reaper. Um, oh, Reaper's both. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, live, uh, live Ableton live. Ableton can run. Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay, so there's lots of options on the on the Mac too, but there is yeah. two man. Yeah, <laughs> let's not get down that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Windows Mac, Windows Mac. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, all right. Let's take a listen to Lynn's song, and um, yeah, and we'll talk about it.
Very nice. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I liked. Um, I really liked the pre-chorus um, in his verse. Mm -hmm. He had. Um, it's um, it's a B rhyme scheme. So you have a word, and then you have a line. You have a line A, and then you have line B, mm -hmm. and then there's a line on you know the next line. There's a rhyme on the next line, and then the section on the there's a rhyme on the B line on the, you know, on the fourth line, that kind of uh, couplet, which I really liked. Mm. But in the pre-chorus, he has the tight rhymes on worth the bother uh, to be with another when we run into each, uh, run into each other. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that. That was sort of really kind of clearly differentiating. Media music did too, but um, yeah. I thought I, like, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, because the, the melody there is worth a bother, like the way he kind of yeah. lifts up the melody at the end. Yeah. It's really kind of cool. And yeah, the uh, bother, another running to each other. Um, yeah, it's really, really tasty. And 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 yeah, and, and because of the rhyme scheme, obviously different. I really love right after the pre-chorus into, into the chorus, the ooh. Hmm. I want like the ooh really hits. He's got a chord change there that's really sweet. And it's just, it's a, it's kind of a perfect little um thing there i wonder why why do you cry um oh of course yeah 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 you could you could make it it may make it a little more melodic as well but um I, I like it the way it is too interesting there is the uh there's a kind of chordal um space between the chorus and the verse, and mm -hmm. you know, at this point, it's it's a very rough demo, and of course, that's what it is. So, that could be a spot to have like a guitar um, hook, a guitar lead, mm -hmm. sort of that could be neat. Yeah. Where you and he has that again at the end. And I actually kind of really like that guitar uh, chordal thing he does. Mm -hmm. And he has that uh, the, again the, at the, the end. sort of bum 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 kind of thing. Yeah. Like the it reminds me of that um, what's that CCR song? All of them. Yeah, all of them. Anyway, <laughs> I like CCR. No more letters. Um, but actually, at the end, he has that sort of uh, that same chordal thing. At the end, um, you could actually have you know your guitar line being restated there. But also, then I would also do "Why do you cry?" on those other chords. Mm. There's no reason oh, why okay. you couldn't have some kind of vocal thing on the uh, on, like oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be. That's a new idea. Because sure. it, it would be a little bit differently melodically, but I think it would work out well and it gives mm -hmm. the song a nice kind of uh, energy and a kind of uh, nice sort of natural build. Mm 
Yeah, and it would give us it would give us a, a, a yet another variation of 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 arrangement. Yeah, which would be which would be, be kind of cool, like a, a melody chord arrangement. It's kind of neat. the The only the only feedback I give to Lynn is, um, I feel like the second verse didn't didn't go to a different enough place. Like I kind of feel like, like it, 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 in in some senses, really? the song is kind of long. Um, what's the runtime on it? it? Seems to feel like it's four minutes. It is four twenty eight, four twenty seven. Very good. Yeah, yeah, because it, it is it is a little bit long, and I think I think I think maybe if you know verse one was a little bit shorter, verse two is a little bit shorter. You can kind of I feel I feel like there could be some compaction of ideas. That's a very interesting point because you could actually have the first four lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go back in the day, uh, friends were happy for us. That's a good opening line because it's very clear what it is. Yeah. Um, and wished they were on in our shoes. Another great line. We had found our place in the sun, a warmth we thought we'd never lose. Then you go and then you decided it wasn't, it wasn't worth, worth the bother. The bother. Yeah. Because because then, then you have all those other things. You know, things are okay, and but you know, there's this all all this sort of detail that doesn't add that much. Mm-hmm. But you get into the change, and then you could have your second verse, which which is a little bit longer, and a bit more fidgety, and then yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, like again, you get back into that. I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. The Pat Patterson has this box model of where do you, where's, where's the progression of your song? So for this song, you know, it could be the, the first box is we found a happy place for us. The second box is, is the, is the, um, you left me and I wonder why do you cry? Right. And then the third box, which could be the second verse is, is what, what led to, like the, now you can fill in the gap, right? So mm-hmm. what what led to the happy place in 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 between the happy place and you leaving? What happened? Okay, right, and that could be that could be the third boss. That, 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 that's how I would do the second verse. Is like oh, so we were happy, and then and then you decided you weren't worth the bother. You moved on. Oh, what happened? Now I want yeah. now I now I want to know the backstory. Yeah. Right. And then, then you can get into something more specific about about, you know, the emotional content of what what actually yeah. transpired um, um, in there, which I, I think would I think would make it would give the whole contour, the lyrical contour a little more shape. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, your first verse doesn't have to be that long necessarily. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're strong ideas and, and in this case, the, those first four lines are perfectly, they, they are really good, mm-hmm. uh, really good. You know, it does paint a very specific page and then your pre-chorus goes in, and then you decide it wasn't worth the bother, mm-hmm. you know, which is, which is a great line in and of itself. I mean, yeah, you know, and if you did that, you could, I mean, yes, the, the verses are long. They're only one, two, three, four, five. They're eight lines. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, and that, and that could tighten it up. I mean, he also has those four uh, chordal things, you know, those just uh, songs. So it's it's hard because it's not produced to see where what that would what yeah the, uh, so song, that would be. It'd be a little more interesting. But I think I think I think on the, the reason see, here's just, here's the thing. It's not long because it's four and a half minutes. It's long because there's not a lot of movement in the story. Okay, I see what you mean. Right, you know what I mean. Like, like a song only feels long not because of minutes and seconds, but because of the changes and because of the dynamics and because there's something interesting going on. Right. So if, the, so if your verses just have, you know, a, 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 are are a little bit too long, and then the second verse doesn't move with that, that even if it's a three minute song, it will still feel long if you don't have 
Like, yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it has nothing to do with minutes and seconds. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play around with the pre-chorus. I think the pre-chorus, and actually even the chorus itself, is strong. Yeah, the pre-chorus and chorus are great. I, yeah. I, I think. I think the, the the only issue I have here is with the verses. Other yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, well, well and there's lots of times people have, have done that, and they've you know they they kept their pre-chorus and chorus and just wrote a new verse. Yeah, because they get to it and they go, you know, this this verse isn't strong enough, and that's okay. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, try a try version where the verses are half as long and see how it feels and see how it does it communicate your story as well as as if they were twice as long. I'm, just, I'm suspecting it will. <laughs> yeah, and it's tough, though, when you're just doing stuff on your own because you're not, it's so easy to get inside your head. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily, that's what's nice about being able to go into a songwriter's meetup, for instance, and play and, and get, you know, feedback from someone saying, is this too long or is this too short? Or, you know, because otherwise you're just, you're kind of making, it, it's very hard to edit your own stuff. Yeah. Um, especially when you're starting out, I think it can be a, yeah, a challenge. For sure. Actually, is, when you're it established, it can be tough. Yeah, no, it, it, it is, it is very true. And, and that's the sort of thing that, you know, any kind of collaboration meetup, you know, getting, getting a producer in the room, getting another mm. songwriter in the room, you know, getting someone with a critical ear to really take a close listen and, and, um, or, or, you know, sending it to us to review on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> for instance, it all helps. It all helps for sure. I, 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 you know, like, like we were saying about, about our, our own answers to the summary challenge. I thought I was done, but it started getting feedback from other people. And then, that, then that, that's what made me rethink some of the lyrics and everything. And that's, that's my updated version. Like it's, there's a, there's, there's a significant difference. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. All right. So next, let's go on to Gilbert Neal. I'm looking Gilbert forward to the Neal. 15 different uh, chord uh, uh, key changes. I would, I would have loved if Gilbert Neal, Gilbert Neal, if, you, if anyone's uh, heard about him through our podcast, we've had him on the show a couple of times now, and he's big on key changes. I would have loved to have seen him take up our challenge for last year where the chord progression doesn't change. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> that would be a good. challenge for him. He's still good, Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> you still could do that. Anyway. Uh, okay. So Gilbert says, um, I'm writing about the people who offer thoughts and prayers when something like these shootings happen. He's talking about the, um, the Texas uh, shooting that happened recently, a school shooting. Um, I'm writing about the people who offer thoughts and prayers when something like these shootings happen. It's from the point of view of people who do this and are callous to the fact that there are humans involved but I almost think that's sort of a self-preservation mechanism and it's horrible and it's insidious and it's pernicious. And I think it fits your title very well. So thank you. Thank you, Gilbert. We're geared up here for a protest song, I'm sure. And um, yeah, so that's what he's got to say about his song. It's all about the, it's all about the idea for him at this point. All right, let's take a listen. Here's a big red badge of courage Where a hair clip used to be Twitching eye and a final sigh And crayon cats in trees A multicolored wristband There's no hand to stop its slide A deck out citizen soldier wanders around inside why 
It's kind, of, it's kind of an epic song. Yeah, lots of bits of stuff. 
And um, he's 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 changing keys right into the pre-chorus the first time. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true, dude. He's <laughs> already modulating like thirty yeah. seconds into this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, it's great. Um, I've I, I've I love his melody the way the way he treated "Why Do You Cry?" and I'm thinking and I'm praying. What else should I be saying? Like, there's it's such a it's such a rich melody and a rich is, yeah. chord progression and everything. It's really, really, it, 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 it digs into your brain and it's really, really compelling. Yeah. And it's not a very, it's not a super obvious uh, melody no. either, which is kind of nice. No, I mean, Gilbert's always good for unique, unique um, melodies and, and chord progressions and everything. So he's, he's always been good for that. I think. Um, yeah. He does great yeah. stuff. But, um, but just the way he treated that melody, I think, yeah, very, very unique and different and, and, and very, very cool. The only thing I was a bit confused of. Confused mm -hmm. of? Confused about? Confused about? <laughs> confused of. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> Phil, word makeup use now. Um, <laughs> the, yes, I try so hard, I try so hard. I'm not sure. Is that him saying that he can't cry or he doesn't cry? Or I was yeah. a little confused by that. Yeah, I admit that that's the one part that kind of miffed me as well is like, what, what are you trying and what's so hard about it? And I, yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Even melodically, it seemed like a, seemed like a tag on the end of the chorus that yeah. maybe didn't need to be. I don't know. I don't want to say it didn't need to be there, but. Music yeah. is fine. It's just, it's just, I try so hard, but I wasn't sure what he was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, if we said we try so hard or something, um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a, a, a rich song with so many ideas. Yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. But, 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 but still, but still it's, not, it's not schizophrenic. It's, it's, it's no. unified. No, it's very unified, unified yes. Yeah, it's, it's cohesive, but there, there is a, but you're right, there was a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's got a bit of the progressive feel, which is yeah. kind of nice. It's sometimes, I know, when we started off the, uh, the meetup way back when, there was a lot of people just doing, you know, one person with a guitar doing a folk song and nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, but it's nice to have different styles and, and, and something that's a bit more progressive and a bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have, you know, mm -hmm. it, not everything has to be like a three minute Beatles pop song. No, no, certainly not. Certainly not. And certainly, you know, the, 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 the approach he's taken lyrically too is a little bit more on the poetic side, mm. you know, because, because we have the preamble, we can read into it, but on, on the face of it, you know, you may not know precisely what it's about, although he, he does make some pretty clear um, images mm. and he's using a lot of um, like, I really like his opening chorus with the colors, the big red badge, a crayon, mm. You know, a lot of a lot of visual sort of sensory language um, in, in in his verse before he gets to the, the the emotional content of the of the of the chorus, right? So it's it's really well constructed that way and well and well conceived um, in those terms. Um, but yeah, but if you know if if you if you took this idea and did a, a musically simpler folk song, I think the inclination there would be to write the lyric in a much more direct way. Well, that's right. a good point. And that's just say point. it plainly, and 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 that gives you your kind of you know because because then then the lyric kind of comes across with a lot more meat, and then it doesn't matter that it's not musically complex because the story is what you're really hinging on. Here he's he's hinging a lot on on the musical interest of it, so the lyric can 
kind of fall under the radar a little bit as to what it's really about. And that's okay. Because if it was lyrically intense as well as musically intense, I think... Probably be too much. It might be too much. It might be like, yeah. oh, like should I be paying attention to the story? Should I be paying attention to the key changes? <laughs> Where's that your brain going to be all over the place? That is a really good point because I think sometimes the problem with that I have with some progressive rock is that it is it's musically very complicated and then lyrically very complicated. Mm-hmm. And I just find that sometimes it's it's too much, and you're just going like, ah, you know, I just like it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something I've been been more aware of, especially since I did my electro pop EP, because I because like it's a balance the complexity and and the simplicity of the various elements of your of your composition of your songwriting. You know, to say you know, my, my electro pop EP, for instance, I had odd time signatures. So that's complex. I had um, uh, arguably complex lyrics because they were nonsense, but still there, there was a degree of complexity to them, right? So my chord changes and my structure was dead simple. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, out, right? And just major minor chords, no, no major key changes, no you know, funny stuff like that and anything like that, right? So I just, I, I, and then that was a deliberate thing to say, you know, I've got all this complexity. I don't want to overwhelm it with musical complexity as well. So I decided to keep it simple. And I think, you know, I think there's, there's a balance going on there. Um, and I, I think that's something that, that, that I've been more keen of. And, and, and you, 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 you are right that a lot of the, a lot of that older progressive music stuff, it can, the stories are big and vast and complex and amazing. And then the music is just lots of wizards and trolls and things. Yeah. 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 Really, really, or, or mythical or, yeah, <laughs> or that's true. Yeah. You know, really, really intense all the way through. So yeah. Yeah. But this, but this is obviously, this is, he's got progressive elements, but it's not a, it's not, you know, but structurally it's pretty simple. Right? Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, you know, out, like that, that's pretty much it. Right. So yeah, that's true. great stuff. We should have a. We should do a, sh- a song on, not a song. We should do a show on classifying kinds of music. Like, what makes a progressive rock song? What makes a punk song? What makes a, mm. a pop yeah. song? It'd be an interesting thing to see where yeah, people's idea. lines uh, lie. Hmm. Yeah, because there could be some differing opinions there, but I yeah. think so. Now, mm-hmm. how about Mark? Yes, sir. So Marky Polito, um, he's one of our, um, he's one of our meetup guys, um, where we intersected after the pandemic started with uh, a meetup group from Seattle, Washington. Um, so he's, he's one of the Seattle crew and he's been to our meetup and, uh, he's a really, he's a really cool guy. And he, he, he submitted to our songwriting challenge last year, um, for the chords that don't change yet. And, and once oh, again, yeah. he's come to us, he's come to us with a protest song, just like last year. Uh, another politically charged protest song. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, okay, says uh, hi, Song Talk Radio team. Uh, please see my submission attached for the 2022 Songwriting Challenge. Given all the tragedies in our world today, sadly, there's no lack of subject matter to choose from uh, using this 
year's lyric prompt, harder for me was to land on a musical idea that I could commit to. I worked through a variety of different melodies, but none seemed to gel or really come to the surface until about two weeks ago when the opening melody and refrain came to me during a morning run. When I got home, I quickly hummed the melody for the verse and chorus into my iPhone and captured the basic flow of the song. After considering some additional verses, a bridge, and a musical break, I opted to stick with the simple melody line I started with and let the story and lyrics lead the listener through the song. The recording came together over this weekend and was done quickly using GarageBand. Thanks to my daughter, Helen, for her contribution to the spoken word portion of the song. Uh, attached is an MP3 with the lyric sheet, also available on SoundCloud. Um, and we'll certainly link to that um, in, our, in our show notes. Um, please give it a listen, and I look forward to your feedback. Peace, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Again, another, another pretty detailed process, how he went into something came up with something, rejected it, went back to something that he had before. We want to keep it simple, right? Again, you know, if, it, if it's getting if it's getting away from you and getting too complicated, then then maybe it's yeah. time to step back and be like, okay, what's the big picture here, and what do I need to focus on? And that's uh, that's exactly what he seems to have done. And what's and what's great is you're able to keep what you had before and maybe use it in a different song. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's. Yeah, like the ideas are recyclable. You can always pop them up somewhere else. Definitely. Yeah. All right, should we take a listen? Let's take a listen.
Quite a song. Yeah, really, really powerful. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, um, it's, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of heavy. Like, it, you know, it's interesting that it's, it's the same content as, as Gilbert's song about, about the shootings in the recent shootings in the U.S. His, uh, Mark's, Mark references both the, the, um, Uvalde shooting in Texas and the, and the, uh, Topps Market Buffalo um uh uh motivated killing um and uh yeah but you know just like we were saying like it's a it's but but same content but completely different approach like marx is much more of a a simple stripped down folk song approach Mm -hmm. um verse refrain no key changes no wacky melodies no, no, no musical distractions to distract us from the story of the song, which was the, which is exactly what he was saying in his, in his uh, preamble is he came up with a simple melody and a simple um, lyric and, and really wanted that to, to, to punch through. You can only imagine if he took a musical approach the same way that Gilbert took approach, it would have distracted you from the lyric. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. But he really wanted you to focus on the lyric and that's what you get out of, out of his presentation and of, out of his composition. Cause musically it's, it's very stripped down and very, very simple. He does highlight the, why do you cries nicely and subtly. And, and that is enough of a refrain to sort of bring us back to base before we go off onto something else um, and, and come back. So yeah. So really, really, um, really compelling stuff. Yeah, and you know, very tight song. Um, mm-hmm. And he made a, a nice use of um, 
a C suspended uh, chord. He gives mm-hmm. C chords along with his song, which is really nice. And it's, again, not super complicated, but uh, using a C suspended chord is um, really great. It just kind of gives it a bit uh, sort of open openness at the end of a um, of a line and kind of, you know, sets it up for to going back to the one. Yeah, um, it, it makes for a great cadence. It makes for a good pulling into the next, um, into the next part. Really, really great. Yeah, because I think um, it's in G, and the C sus would be it's a four, it's a four, four suspended. Yeah, four suspended, which is yeah, which is great. So as opposed uh, to just the C major, but it, 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 it's the same thing as going for the C major, but it's a little more tense than that, right? It's a little bit more tension. Yeah, because it's a little bit. Um, you know, it's a bit more open. It's, you know, C, F, and G. It's produced by taking the one root and the four and five um, with the third, but there's no third and, the, and a fourth added. So a suspension, mm-hmm. suspended song doesn't have, uh, a suspended chord doesn't have a third to it. Correct. But it has a fourth added to it. So it kind of gives it a yeah. bit more open um, mm-hmm. feel to it, which is kind of uh, nice. And it works really well before, uh, before going to your one chord. Mm-hmm. So his one chord is, is G, um, and uh, the f- C suspended is um, the four. Four chord, and and yeah, it is the cadence going back to the going back to the root. So yeah, yeah. Really so definitely, yeah, very a very uh, powerful song, you know. Yeah, for sure. And um, I love the fact that he, uh, for accompaniment, he really just used a single note on an organ. Yeah. You know, he didn't have a whole bunch of uh, drums or other, uh, yeah. and that kind of gave it a bit more of a church feel, but also uh, didn't, again, didn't get on top of the message, which is yeah. really what he was trying to go for. Yeah. Yeah. This is where, I mean, it, both both Mark's song and Gilbert's song, I think, it, it, it maybe arguably Mark's to a greater extent, I, it, intention is really lining up with the result. Yes. Right. Because and again, we have the benefit of of analysis, and we have the benefit of getting the preamble from them, what they were, what the process they went through. But I think you know, if I had to, if I had to guess Mark's you know process, <laughs> you know, probably would have got the same thing. It was like he wanted to strip it down and keep it simple because the message is is the paramount thing here, and the message is you know just coming from coming into the song completely cold. Um, mm-hmm. Because not everyone who's going to hear your song is going to know the preamble. Yeah. Coming in cold, it does. It's very clear what the song is about and what the song is trying to say. Yeah. And with yeah. Gilbert's, you know, it's it's not quite as clear, but that's not necessarily as bad. I think it's nice. No, no, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, and even in Mark's song, he doesn't, except for the 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 reading of the of the victims' names at the end. Um, you know, it could apply to any kind of tragedy or any kind of um, yeah. crime like that, you know, where, you know, where this sort of stuff happens. So, it, you know, it's it's more universal um, than than those two specific events. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, wonderful, great. wonderful, tight song. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that is really great. We have some great songs uh, coming up for the next guest yeah. show as well. Yes, we do for the next uh, next episode of Listener Songs. Um, so stay tuned um, for that. 
Um, yeah, so that is about all the time we have for Song Talk Radio tonight. Special thanks to our fantastic listeners once again. Thank you for sending thank us your you. challenge responses. And like we're saying, we still have one more episode uh, of listener songs to come, so stay tuned. Um, we want to hear from you. Please send us your comments, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Song Talk Radio, or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. Subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter at songtalk.ca. You can find links, links to all our products, books, and web services, and other goodies we mentioned on the show on our resources page or on the individual show pages, of course. Um, and wherever you are in the world, please join us online via Zoom at our next monthly Song Talk Meetup. It's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. Uh, you can follow me at neilmodi.com. You can follow Phil at philemory.ca. And uh, of course, thanks uh, for listening, everybody. Be sure to stop by the website at songtalk.ca. Browse past shows, find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and keep on writing. Good night. So long.